great. Now, quick question. Just in that very brief exercise, and I know it was just a brief exercise, um, did anybody die? No. No. That's good. That's good. Um, just put your hand up if you um, feel you're able to. Just in that little exercise, that time just waiting on God for each other, um, did you feel, en- put your hand up if you felt um, strengthened or encouraged by what someone shared. Just put, put your hand up really high if that's all right. Now just keep your hands up and just look around. Isn't that great? Isn't that great just from a few minutes, thank you, just from a few minutes of just um, turning the clocks off, turning the noise off, whatever, just trying to be a bit silent. Now, I wonder what it would be like as a church for us if we just multiplied that for each other. We just multiplied the silence. James was just telling me that the book for the day or the book for the week on Radio 4, it would be Radio 4, wouldn't it, James, for you? Yes, it wouldn't be Radio 1 for sure. Um, is a book called is a book that they're looking at this week called Silence. Nine forty-five in the morning. How much does our culture need more silence? I really do believe that. I really do. You know, the resurgence with spiritual disciplines at the moment, and Mike Fuller and Tim um, Grew are working on some spiritual discipline stuff for us as a church. And there's going to be a bit of a web portal for us to, so that as a church we can tap into some more of the spiritual disciplines. And there's a, um, a friend of um, Zoe Mine, um, Pete Hughes, his church have set up a website called Pattern, pattern.co.uk. Brilliant stuff on spiritual disciplines and John Mark Comer's stuff. And, I, I, you know, Sabbath is really important to us as a family. Sabbath is really important. And I would like to suggest that biblically it should be important to all of us. Um, you know, that space and um, for worship of the Lord, um, but also just switching off and, um, and glorifying God. Um, in in our family life and glorifying God um, as we take rest and restoration. Um, so I just want to just reiterate all of that. I think it's really important. So just very quickly, and, and, and I just want to say, um, you know, we totally recognize that we really are just skirting around the edges with some of this stuff, but I hope it's building an increased appetite in people. That's what we want to see, we, because for, for us to change a culture and to have an, an, a greater culture of ministering the power of the Spirit, we also have to, we, to, be, to, to have that, we have to increase our desire for that. And so, um, so I I realize that with some of this, you know, we're only skirting around the surface, um, but which is why I would want to, again, recommend those two books that we've already mentioned. So in this session, we're going to think about um, how to lead a time of ministry. And you might be thinking, oh, goodness me, that is the last thing that I think I could do. Um, can I just say that it is my belief, um, it's our belief that, that actually we can all grow in the things of the Spirit. And I think we all ought to be growing in how we might lead a time of ministry. Now, um, a lot of the, the, the context for many of us here at Trinity is on a Sunday perhaps in our gatherings or, um, or at a conference like New Wine or, um, or Spring Harvest or Wildfires or whatever. Um, but I, I, I truly believe that if we take some of the principles that hopefully 
um, I'm going to communicate and, and apply them into our life groups, but also apply them into some of the spaces that we find ourselves as followers of Jesus, where actually in our workplaces, we could be bringing a time of ministry as we wait on the Lord, as we listen to the Lord, and we step out um, in faith. You know, if, if you've been around and you've heard, you were around for the third persons that we had with um, Robbie, John, Robbie Johnson, Robbie Dawkins, our dear friend. You know, Robbie, you know, the Lord loves risk. The Lord loves risk. Because we're, when, we're, when we're stepping into risk, um, we're stepping into the territory of God, where God has to, you know, turn up, where God has to do something. And, um, and we want to be a church that really do step out into risk, um, into kingdom risk. But it seems to me that if we're going to step out and lead times of ministry, we need to lead from the front. What do I mean by that, leading from the front? Um, it seems to me that if we want other people to be open to the ministry and the power of the Spirit and, and, and for us to be leading times of ministry, we have to be open to being prayed for ourselves. We have to be willing to, you know, in many ways, um, swallow a little bit of um, courage sometimes, swallow a little bit of pride, and to be willing to be prayed for ourselves. You know, one of the things that I, I love about um, some of the leaders that I've had the privilege of, uh, Zoe and I've had the privilege of, of serving alongside or under, you know, John Peters, Mike Pulavarchi, um, Mark Bailey, you know, others, um, that, that, that they were people that we've observed would want to be prayed for themselves. And I think it's really important, and you know, no one, in my view, um, I think we all should be going forward for ministry on a regular basis. Um, certainly, um, I, I hope that I am someone that will, you know, if I, if I hear um, the Lord speaking to me and, and someone's um, been preaching at Trinity or, or whatever the context is, I will, be, I will offer myself for prayer. And I think, you know, I learned a hard lesson many, many years ago. It was about 20 years ago, I was at Soul Survivor and I was a youth pastor. And I went to Soul Survivor and it was, it was, um, it was just a, a, a seminar on how to hear the voice of God. And, um, and I was um, a youth worker. And um, it would, the person at the front invited people to stand. We all stood um, and we, we all just kind of um, said, um, we're, we're waiting on God to, to hear, from, hear from the Lord. And this spotty little teenager came up to me and said, I've, I've got this word of the Lord from you. And immediately I just thought, you're a teenager. How can you have, a, uh, have, a, have a, a, a word from the Lord? For me, I'm the youth worker. And God so rebuked me as, as this young person just gave this incredible word that spoke into my life that, that really was quite significant to me. And ever since that moment, I just thought, we can all, I truly believe we, can, we, can, we all have the propensity to be able to hear the voice of God if we turn off the noise, if we silence uh, and we, we tune in and we, we choose to listen to the voice of the Lord and we, and we, and we foster um, a, a lifestyle of intimacy with the Father. I truly believe that we that we can, and you know, ever since that moment, I've just thought I've got to be open to anybody coming and, gi and giving me a word of encouragement or a word of knowledge or a prophetic word. And I hope I'm someone that that is like that, and will certainly take it away and weigh it up. And um, I hope we all can be be people like that. But I think sometimes it can be hard um, to go forward for for prayer ministry because. In some ways, we might be admitting that something's wrong. 
we're going forward because we might be admitting that something's wrong or, or we're also admitting that we can't do anything about the situation or we're admitting that we need help. Isn't that the life of a Christian? That we surrender ourselves, that we recognize that we cannot live our lives in relationship with God on our own, that we need Jesus, that we need the empowering presence of the Holy Spirit. And isn't it that, that wonderful scripture that we mentioned last week, for my power is made perfect in weakness. That's what the Lord wants, isn't it? He wants us to grow in weakness so that he can be strong. His perfect weakness. If we want to see God's kingdom breaking out, I think we need to be open to God's kingdom breaking in. God's, God's kingdom breaking in. And I think it's a good question to regularly ask ourselves, am I being open to God speaking to me? Am I being open to God's kingdom breaking in me before God breaks through me? You know, I'm someone that loves to see the signs and the wonders of the kingdom. I'm, I, I, I love to be praying for people. I love to be, um, you know, getting words for people. But am I someone that is open to other people speaking into my life and getting words of knowledge and prophetic words? I think it's really important that we ask ourselves those kinds of questions. So we need, you need, we all need to be receiving prayer for ourselves as we pray for others. And so I want to encourage us, let's be, let's be a church that, are, you know, don't hold back in coming forward for, to be prayed for at church. really doesn't matter what you, it, I, I, I would generally say, while sometimes we might give words of knowledge at the front here at Trinity um, for responses, um, if you know that you just want to be prayed for and ministered to by the Holy Spirit, just come forward for whatever it is. You know, if you're a man and the word is for pregnant ladies, come out. I just, I just, I, I've been, I went through a, I went through a season where I just knew I just needed more of God, and whatever the word was, I just came out for it, and God met me in that, because that was my need. I needed more of God, and we all need more of God, don't we? So, when we're talking about leading times of ministry, and and seeing other people being prayed for, um, what we're seeking to do is to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We're seeking to join in with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do. You know, if, um, if, if I'm here at the front or Zoe's here at the front or whoever's here at the front and we're, we're waiting on God, we're seeking to track what God the Holy Spirit is wanting to do and also what the Holy Spirit is already doing. And, th and that, that ability, I think, to listen and to hear the voice of God is a growing thing in the same way that we learn to speak, don't we? You know, when Jacob was, you know, 12 months old, whilst Zoe and I could understand a little bit about what he was, what, what he was saying, you know, he, need, he was learning a vocabulary in our home, in our house. He's also picking up some things from preschool as well, which are a little bit less helpful. But, you know, he's learning a language in the same way that we learn a language. I truly believe we need to learn in hearing. In hearing the voice of God. And so for, for me, it has always been a growing thing. And there have been seasons where I've heard the, the Lord's voice and perhaps more clearly and more obviously. And there have been seasons when it, it, it's felt like God has been silent. And often those moments have been the moments where I've really needed to lean in. I've really need, they have felt like wilderness moments. 
And that's when I've need to, needed to kind of like go another level, another stage in cultivating the intimacy with the Father. So we're seeking to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. We're seeking to listen to God, and it's a growing thing of hearing the voice of God. We grow in, in that gift of hearing um, as we seek to cooperate this, with the Spirit. Second thing I want to say is that we often say, um, you know, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come. Now, we all know theologically the Holy Spirit is present. We all know that. that we do, don't we? Because God is always with us by his spirit. You know, the, the number of promises that there are in scripture is amazing in terms of, you know, God being present with his people. The Holy Spirit is already in the room. When we're inviting the Holy Spirit to come, we're specifically, in my opinion, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and do a particular work of the ministry of Jesus in the lives of those that are there. And it's not for us to dictate, it's not for us to, to say, but it is for us to listen and to discern what the Holy Spirit might be saying. And it's important that we don't work up the Holy Spirit. He comes down. And it's important that we recognize that, that when we're seeking to invite the Holy Spirit to come and listen to the voice of God, and I, I want to say this in the nicest way. I hope it comes across this. It is not just the responsibility of the person that's just preached and is stood at the front saying, come Holy Spirit to hear the voice of God. We all can join in and cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And if you get a word of knowledge whilst we're waiting for the Holy Spirit, I want to, I want to encourage you to come and share it. You know, we'll often say that, you know, come and share it with one of the pastors at the front or, or whatever, because we can all join in and cooperate with God in the wonderful gift of ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit and hearing the voice of God. So how do we invite the Holy Spirit to come? We ask God to come. If you've got a Bible, turn to Luke 11, verse 9. For me, this has always been fundamental to my understanding and my um, thinking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit and of prayer. Luke has just talked about um, Jesus' teaching about prayer. And he says this in verse 9. So I say to you, this is Jesus, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? The Father wants to give his Holy Spirit. And I think it's helpful, partly because it's biblical, to remind ourselves that the Holy Spirit is a gift to the church. God wants to give us the gift of his Holy Spirit. And I think sometimes the question we ought to ask ourselves is, are we asking? Are we asking? What is it Jesus says? Here? Ask, seek, knock. How much more does the Father want to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It's the Father's will to give us his Holy Spirit. Please hear me rightly when I say this. I think it's really important to recognize that it's not necessarily how much we pray as followers of Jesus. I think it is about what we pray. I think it's really important not you know, the amount of time that we pray, but in fact, what 
we pray. And I think what we see here in Jesus is that he is wanting us to pray for the Holy Spirit. He's wanting to pray for the kingdom of God to come. Isn't that the Lord's Prayer? Our Father in heaven, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us your, you know, I should be a better Anglican than I am. And in my experience of various gatherings that I've either been at or I've had the um, opportunity to sharing leading or leading is the Holy Spirit always comes. That's my experience. The Holy Spirit always comes. Because I believe the Father always wants to pour out his Holy Spirit. He may not necessarily come in the way that I would want or I may desire or I may think, but in faith, I truly believe that the Holy Spirit always comes. You know, I've had the privilege, I said last week, of leading, you know, something like 30-odd alphas here at Trinity. Every time we do the Holy Spirit away day, the Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit comes. I think so often we think of the Holy Spirit coming as we see at New Wine or at Soul Survivor or at uh, a Sunday here, perhaps at Trinity or at another church or in the larger gatherings. We, we often project how we think the Holy Spirit is going to come because we've seen the Holy Spirit come in a particular way at, at a particular place at a particular time. And often it's at the bigger gatherings. And I'd like to suggest that the Holy Spirit will come and the Holy Spirit will probably come in a different way than you might experience here on a Sunday in your life group. But I truly believe he will always come. And I want to encourage us to be a church that invite God's Holy Spirit to come into our gatherings, whatever those kinds of, if it's a prayer accountability group, invite the Holy Spirit to come. See what he, want, he may want to do. Hear what he may want to do. Invite the Holy Spirit to come. How much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Holy Spirit comes. Secondly, I think it's really important to be patient. To wait. You know, they that wait on the Lord will renew their strength, Isaiah says. What does Jesus say at the beginning of Acts? Oh, sorry, what do we read um, in Luke? Um, what does Luke say as we read Acts at Pentecost? And while, and while staying with them, this is Jesus. He ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. What's the promise of the Father that Jesus is talking about? The Holy Spirit's outpouring. The Father wants to pour out his Holy Spirit. question is, will we wait? He wants to give us his Spirit. I think sometimes we need to get over the little bit of awkwardness of silence. Silence is okay. Silence is good. And in that silence, I think it's really imperative that we're listening. Lord, what are you wanting to say? Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to do? They're the kinds of questions that go through my mind if I'm leading a time of ministry. Father, what do you want to do here? Father, is there any um, healing that you may want to do? On um, Sunday, Sunday morning, word of knowledge was given. Um, if you're here uh, Sunday morning, um, word of knowledge was, was given for prayer for healing of someone who had itchy eyes. That person responded to that word, and 
then experienced a measure of immediate healing. They texted this morning to say they woke up and they're totally fine. Just through that process, in my view, of listening. Father, what do you want to do? Well, there's someone here that's got itchy eyes and has been waking up each day with itchy eyes. And I want to, I want to heal them of that. That's what the Father wanted to do. And my general experience is that, you know, Isaiah, Isaiah says, doesn't he, that the word of God doesn't return empty, but goes forth, is, is sent out for the purposes that God wants. That's me paraphrasing Isaiah. And I think that when words of knowledge are given, I think I would put those in, the, in that same category of that word of God, that, that rhema word, that revealed word of God, that when God gives someone a word of knowledge, it's for the purpose of God interacting and doing something. It might be a complete healing, might be a partial healing, but it's because the Lord wants to do something. And it's the kingdom coming in that moment, at that time. And so wouldn't it be amazing if we were a, a church that were just you know, consistently, repeatedly waiting on God, listening for his rhema word, for his revealed word, for his revelatory words. And then when we speak them out, God acts. Isn't that what happened in Genesis? God spoke and creation came into being. Spirit of God was active. Jesus, the, 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 the personification of wisdom and the word of God was, was, was sent out and creation came into being. God is in the business of creating, of doing the new thing through his word and by his spirit. A couple of things. Um, a couple of things and then we're going to wait on the Lord. I think it's really important that when we, um, and I learned this from Jeannie Morgan, who's a dear friend at Soul Survivor. Um, she's written a brilliant book, Our Hands, His Healing. Our Hands, His Healing, another brilliant book. She's also written another book um, published by Soul Survivor on um, how to minister in the power of the Holy Spirit. And she talks about how she prepares to lead a time of ministry. Um, because I think it's really important that we consecrate ourselves. We talked about that last week, didn't we? You know, you know what, 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 when we look at the light, the empowering presence of the Spirit in the life of Jesus and the signs and wonders of the kingdom, what did, what did we read last week that, Je that Jesus did? He was, he was obedient to the Father. He operated from a place of love. He consecrated himself. And I think it's really important that those things that we begin to walk in as followers of Jesus as we lead times of ministry. But here's some practical things on what to do when leading. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Not you leading the ministry. Whose ministry is this? Whose work is it? It's a work of God. Be still. Be patient in, be waiting in, be listening in that I am God. That is the posture I would want to suggest for anyone that wants to grow in leading a time of ministry. A couple of practical things. How to prepare to lead um, prayer ministry. Have a mint. That's a practical one, isn't it? 
I don't know how many people bring mints to church, but if you're ever short, George on the door always has extra strong mints. You can always um, fleece him for a couple. He always uh, is very generous in giving me a tube. I don't know what that means every Sunday when I come in, but have a mint. And I, and I would say go through that process of praying um, a prayer of cleansing. You know, I think, you know, often, um, you know, even, even tonight, there are a couple of things that have really, um, you know, got, on, got up my nose today. I just felt I, just, I really needed to bring that before the Lord, confess my sin to the Lord, because I'd got um, a bit annoyed about a few little things, and I just confessed that to the Lord. And it's that, 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 that being in that place of, Lord, I am sorry. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me. Renew me. And that's a humbling thing, isn't it? I don't like doing that. I, I'm sorry to say that I probably do that too often than I should as a pastor, but that's just me being honest. Um, as well as asking for a kind of prayer of, of cleansing from God, I'll also ask a, a, the Lord for a greater anointing to lead people in ministry. I take it as a, a huge privilege to lead a time of ministry. And so I would usually say, Lord, um, I know that I cannot do this in, your, in my own strength. It needs to be you. This is your work. This is your ministry. Lord, please fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit. I'm praying for a greater increase. I also seek to remember that it's all in the name of Jesus and it's all for his glory, recognizing that authority comes from him. And what I also seek to do is affirm that healing is done in his name. That's the name of which every knee will bow and every tongue confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. Not Gareth, it's Jesus, just in case you weren't sure. And I want to agree that all power and authority comes from Jesus. And that is all about, again, surrendering and humbling um, before the God. And then I seek to be someone that tries to put on spiritual ears and eyes to see what God's doing and to listen to what God's been doing. And as Zoe said, I tend to go with the view that, well, it's probably God. The itching eyes thing, um, that just came as I started to itch my eyes. I thought, I didn't have itchy eyes when I came to church this morning. I have itchy eyes. Lord, is that you? I don't know. I'm going to share it. I shared it. Someone responded to that word of God. Would anybody have died at Trinity on Sunday morning if I'd have shared that word? No. And I think sometimes we just need to have a little bit more courage, a little bit of come on and trusting the Lord. I think it's also important how we share these things. As I said a bit, a little bit about that last week. And the other thing I would say is I always seek to ask Jesus for help every step of the way. I'm stepping out of the boat when I lead a time of ministry. If you lead a time of ministry, you're stepping out of the boat as well. So just a couple of practical things. I'll finish with this. As we seek to grow in the things of the Spirit, we're seeking to look and to listen to what Jesus wants to do. To look and to listen. You know, if you were around when the Green Cross Code was around, stop, look, and listen. It's, it's a good bit of advice for pretty much everything in life, isn't it? Not just crossing the road. Stop, look, and listen. And I think if you want to grow in the things of the Spirit, I would also want to encourage you to 
you know, if you see someone that perhaps is a little bit further down the line than you, I don't necessarily mean any better Christian or anything like that, but perhaps you, 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 you've seen them or you've, you, you've, uh, they've given you a word of knowledge and, and it rang true, I would encourage you to ask them, how did that happen for you? How do you hear the voice of God? How do you lead a time of ministry? You know, I learned um, from asking people around that I knew. I asked Mike Pulavacci, I asked Mark Bailey, I asked John Peters. I would ask them questions. How did you hear that? How did you know that? And then, you know, I was coached in it. And I, and I grew in it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand and we're going to wait on the Lord and see what the Lord wants to do. Is that okay? Great. I'm going to ask Kerry to come up to lead ministry for us. If you don't know Kerry, Kerry, why don't you come on up with Zoe and I? We're just going to stand up here just because it's a little bit easier to see. Kerry, just a quick question. Um, how old are you? 19. Okay. And... Um, you're doing the discipleship year here at Trinity, aren't you? Yeah. And which area of ministry are you involved in? Uh, transform and events. Okay. And have you ever led a time of ministry before? No. Okay. So Kerry's going to lead our time of ministry. <laughs> I have chatted to her about this before. But I want, I want you to know and I want you to understand that I, I truly believe that with a little bit of coaching and some encouragement and some stepping out in faith, anyone can lead a time of ministry. I mean, it's important. That, you know, it goes without saying, holy living, all that kind of stuff. I shouldn't have to say that, but, you know, you know confession, time before the Lord, all that kind of stuff. But I've known Kerry for a while. So um, can I invite us all to stand if you're able? That would be great. And um, just close our eyes. Hold out our hands as if we're ready to, as a posture of receptivity to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit.